A blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. We start with the prayer, the opening prayer for this second Sunday of Lent. O God, you have God, commanded you us to listen to, to, listen to your beloved, to your beloved son. son. Be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Our uh, second Sunday of Lent, we had last week the reading on the temptation. Normally, the reading for the second Sunday of Lent is about the transfiguration. So to ju uh, just give the sequence of readings, our first reading for this Sunday is from the book of Genesis, chapter 15, 5 to 12, and verses 17 to 18. Then the responsorial psalm is the beautiful Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation, since we will be talking of light. And the second reading is from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 17 to chapter 4, verse 1. And the gospel reading, since we are in year C, we have the transfiguration story from the gospel of Luke. Chapter 9, verses 28b to 36. Now, let us listen to the uh, first reading from the book of Genesis. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God took Abram outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. Just so, he added, shall your descendants be. Abram put his faith in the Lord, who credited it to him as an act of righteousness. He then said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as a possession. O Lord God, he asked, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He answered him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old she-goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abram brought him all this, split them in two, and placed each half opposite the other. But the birds he did not cut up. Birds of prey swooped down on the carcasses, but Abram stayed with them. As the sun was about to set, a trance fell upon Abram, and a deep terrifying darkness enveloped him. When the sun had set and it was dark, there appeared a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch, which passed between those pieces. It was on that occasion that the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, to your descendants, I give this land from the Wadi of Egypt to the great river the Euphrates. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are in chapter 15. No? If you remember, the beginning says here, uh, the promise of the Lord, no? look up at the sky and count the stars. It's the promise to Abraham. Just so shall your descendants be. This is immediately after the Lord invited Abraham to go out of the land of Ur that was mentioned, no? and then to start his journey of faith. Okay, so that's chapter 12. And so when you have time, you read the whole of chapter 15. Abraham started to, to doubt. He said, how could that happen? Oh, Lord, what will you give me? I am childless. No, I don't have anybody who can inherit all these things that you will leave to me as an inheritance. So on and on. But the Lord said, no, the one who will inherit all your belongings will be your heir okay it's uh, in chapter 15 the lord said to him this man shall not be your heir no one but your very own issue shall be your heir and then comes this uh, line that we hear today look up at the sky and count the stars you uh, you notice the name of abram is still the old name no it's not yet abraham it's abram because later on, chapter 17, you will have now the continuation of this story when he will have Ishmael, no, the son from Agar. And then you have Isaac, the son from his wife, Sarah. Okay, the, continue, the continuation. There, they said, when you dream with God, you also be ready to, to uh, accept the delays. There are delays, okay? I see that in my own life. I dream things with God, feeling, thinking that this is what he wants, but then things do not really happen immediately. Sometimes you have to wait for 40 years <laughs> or maybe 60. <laughs> That's how you dream. No? So you, you can imagine with Abraham also. But then... We have here in this beautiful reading the, the rights of the covenant, the right of the covenant. This is just following the ritual of the, of the tradition of the people. No, That's why you have all these uh, animals. What is this? You have a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old she-goat, a three-year-old ram, turtle dove, and young pigeon. Now, these are the offerings, the sacrificial offerings. Uh, and then they're cut into two. And it's like saying, if you don't do what, or if I don't do, it's really a covenant is from one part to the other. No? We, we pledge to each other that these things will happen, or if this doesn't happen, we die. Okay? That's how serious it is. But as we said, this is not something that happens immediately. No? There is a process. The covenant really takes time and we have to be ready to be patient because the time is not determined by us the time is determined by god in his own time okay so we have this uh, primary vision a preview no, of this covenant which uh, will now be seen also in the gospel reading this covenant you know, from the time of Abraham with the faith of Abraham will now be fulfilled in 
the Son of God. And we read this now. We will listen to this in the Gospel reading. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up to the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but became become fully awake. They saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them. And they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They felt silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We are in chapter 9, okay? But do you notice it's not the beginning of the chapter? It's verse 28 already, okay? Because the backdrop of this transfiguration story is really the prediction of the passion, okay? We are considering here the preview of the resurrection after the prediction of the passion. Uh, when Jesus said, if you want to be my disciples, or no, in the, in the prediction of the, the passion, the first prediction, this was the story when Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say, who do you say that I am? Okay. And then uh, Peter said, you are the son of God. Okay. But then after that, Jesus sternly ordered and commanded the disciples, saying, The Son of Man must undergo great suffering, be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Now, who would understand that? Especially the part, and be raised. No. So that is the backdrop. You have the prediction of the, the passion, but how can you understand the resurrection? And so we have a glimpse of this, no? Uh, surely, in the beginning of this story, you have Peter, James, and John. So some, somebody was saying, even Jesus has his favorite apostles. He did not bring everybody. <laughs> he brought Peter, James, and John, who will also be there in his prayer in the agony in the garden, no? and in, in, in many instances. But I guess the, the thing to note here is that they went up to the mountain for what? To pray, okay? The setting. And the mountain we know is, even jokingly we said, no, when you are up there in the mountain, like Sister Leonila there now in Camaldoli, that's 800 meters up 
the you know above the sea level so you are closer to heaven okay closer to god so you feel the atmosphere no it's not just the nature but you're really raised up from reality uh, but kidding aside really the the theme of prayer in luke is very strong you you have that in the i think chapter 3 when Jesus was about to be baptized, when he was baptized by John, he was praying and the, uh, the dove descended on him and the voice of the father. No? In that instance, it's you are my beloved son no? on whom my favor rests. But this time, the, the voice says, this is my chosen son, listen to him. Meaning this time, this is really more for the disciples. Okay, Jesus is already secure of his identity, but the disciples are not yet because justly you no know, uh, why why would you how could you believe in a messiah who will die who will who will suffer and die okay their idea of the messiah is somebody who is triumphant who is victorious but this one is a messiah who will have to suffer to be rejected to be crucified okay so it's difficult now <clears throat> Even his best friends, Peter, John, and James, could not understand what was going on. Because, uh, I mean, humanly speaking, you see, while he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. There was the transformation. That's why it's called transfiguration. No? His figure changed. changed. It's his form changed. Metamorphosein in, in Greek where we have the word, where we got the word metamorphosis, no? the change in appearance, okay? the change in form. And not only that, you have two other personages who appeared, Moses and Elijah. These are two uh, prominent figures in the Old Testament. No? Moses, the, uh, the one who received the, the law, okay? the greatest prophet, and Elijah, the prophet, the greatest prophet. Elijah was believed to be carried. He did not die. Elijah was carried up into heaven, okay? And Elijah will come again, okay? So we have Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus. What do you mean by exodus? Literally, exodus is going out of the way, departure, Jesus speaking, or Moses and Elijah consoling Jesus in the time, in the prediction of his passion, death, and resurrection that will be accomplished in Jerusalem. While all this was going on, what were Peter, James, and John doing? They were overcome with sleep. <laughs> overcome by sleep. Okay. Uh, somebody was saying, you know, that really happens. When you pray, no? when you pray, you feel the glory of God and the glory literally means weight, heavy. So you are heavy with sleep. Okay. And, and sometimes in the convent, we, we make fun of this one. No? So, but you are not praying, you're just sleeping. I said, no, I just make a, a covenant with the Lord. The 30 minutes I, I, I look at him, but 30 minutes he looks at me or <laughs> something like that. No? So it's uh, you, you, the 
presence of the Lord is there, no? The presence of the Lord is there, but sometimes His presence, you cannot really carry the weight. So that when these three companions of Jesus, no? became fully awake and saw his glory, they did not know what to say, okay? They were at a loss. They just put the three, the three persons together as, as one. So he said, it's so good, it's so beautiful to be here, said Peter, no? So, Master, it is so good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And the gospel says here also, he, he did not know what he was saying, you know? But while he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow. So this cloud, the presence of God, had to clarify, distinguish. No? Jesus is not the same as Moses and Elijah. Jesus is his, God's beloved son, and to him you must listen. Okay? In fact, the gospel says, after the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And the end of the gospel, they fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. You may imagine they did not even share to the other apostles. No? Also, maybe because it's really very difficult to understand what was going on. Okay. Uh, the, the revelation here, no? Sometimes our, what, our uh, response to God's revelation is like that. It's either we fall asleep, we become indifferent, and we just don't say anything, right? Sometimes we, we have this, what, uh, God experience, the presence. We felt something happened, no? But then we do not know what to do with that experience, and so we don't, we just don't say anything. Okay, we don't want to witness, or sometimes we are even embarrassed, ashamed. No, we need a confirmation. So maybe the, the invitation there is how how is this transformation? How should this transformation happen in our life? Now, I uh, if we go to the second reading, I'm not sure now because I don't see Gerald. So we will take the second reading, Jenny. I think in the yeah, chat, yes, okay. So let's let's listen to the second reading because this gives us an idea no? uh, where maybe we can start the transformation, the transfiguration in our lives. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Join with others in being imitators of me, brothers and sisters. And observe those who thus conduct themselves according to the model you have in us. For many, as I have often told you, and now tell you even in tears, conduct themselves as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we also mm -hmm. await the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will change our lowly body to conform with his glorified body by the power that enables him also to bring all things into subjection to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, 
whom I love and long for, my joy and crown. In this way, stand firm in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, those of you who have been here with us in the Bible study, you know that we have touched on this uh, uh, letter of Paul to the Philippians. And we're saying this is a very particular letter because this was written while he was in prison. No, it's one of the imprisonment letters, and yet it's full of joy. No, so the transformation that happened to Paul there, no, with this experience. But here you see, uh, he tries to put the two ends. No, who are the enemies of the cross of Christ, and who are meant? Uh, the end, the, the goal is destruction. The very material approach to life. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things. Okay? So it's a very, very material view of life. It's, uh, we, we know that that is important, no? We know food is important, okay? In fact, that's why in the temptation, that's the first temptation also, no? turn these stones into bread. But that is just the first level of existence. No? We have to rise from that. Then the glory, your, your uh, desire for power, for strength, for fame, no? for reputation. And then their minds are occupied with earthly things. Now, these are the points of departure no? for the transformation. And what is the goal? Our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we also await a savior. We will change our lowly body to conform with his glorified body. So that, uh, maybe that's that struggle, no? From being so material to at least raise your consciousness a little bit. It will not happen overnight. But you will know that the material world is not everything. Okay, that there is still something more. And somehow that is what we had also last, two, last week when Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. No? There is something much more in life. Reality could hit us very hard, uh, but still uh, that reality will force us to, to see that there is more to life. Okay. And that more to life, we come to know by listening, listening to Jesus, listening to his word, listening to what he inspires you to do. Okay, sometimes we will really meet many obstacles. Like one, one person I was listening to yesterday, he said, Sister, I just tried to do something good and uh, help this neighbor of ours, our co-Filipina here, why do I have to suffer this? She lost her job because she was, she was um, used in a way, I think you know that, no? this, this, come, this come style that some Filipinas are doing, they borrow your, your documents so that they can borrow from the bank and then they leave you really... Uh, without anything, and you even lose your work, your job, your employment. So I was listening to these stories yesterday, and it's very difficult to answer this question. Sister, I was just trying to do good, to help. Why do I have 
to suffer this, no? Because she lost her job. Now she has to go. She's being sent out. She doesn't know where she can get the next meal, you know, these things. Very sad, no? Our wanting to help, our wanting to. So what is the transfiguration that the Lord, what is the, the transformation that we need to, to do in our lives? Maybe, I don't know, you might want to share also your uh, perplexities, your doubts, your uh, questions, no? your experience. Uh, sister, I want to share something. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Jen. So it's kind of linked to last week and I had an urge to share, but I didn't share at that time. And I think it kind of links in this week and it links in perfectly with, with what you said and possibly, hopefully has a bit of guidance to your question that you just posed. Um, and I personally experienced this actually. Um, when I was little, I never actually quite understood the Bible, even though I'm Catholic and I actually, I'm quite terrified of it. Um, in the sense that I find it's a very big piece of information to consume and relate to my daily life. Mm -hmm. um, but over the years, God has actually been very um, kind and blessed and blessed me with many things. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I really come to appreciate is that God really has perfect timing and God never make a mistake. No matter how much atrocity there might be, actually, um, it's actually God's hands in the work. He's working to actually help the situation become better. Even though in our lifetime right now, it, that this minute, it might be really, really horrible, but actually it's a way for us to help the other um, fellows and extend our help. And it's at him actually allowing us, he's helping that change. He's promoting that change for us to come together. Mm -hmm. um, and there's something that I read when I was little that actually... God sometimes has to kind of push us off the cliff to make that change. Something might drastically happen and it's really, really bad. And I understand that. I appreciate that. But um, when something bad happens, use it as an opportunity maybe to see what may come along. And actually for the example that you gave earlier just now um, with the uh, Filipino, maybe for her, it's just to meet new people that will help her and elevate her life. Um, so I actually believe that God, actually, everything is in his time. And sometimes it might take 20 years. And I'm actually old enough to say I actually personally can <laughs> witness it takes more than 20 years for something to come. Because actually, something might happen. Um, it's sad at the time. But now I look on now, and actually, I have the ability to help somebody who's in that same situation now. And it's just taking 20 years. Um, and sometimes humans are a bit lazy. And if you don't, if God doesn't push us, we won't actually make that change. Mm -hmm. um, so with Ukraine like that, I understand is really, really bad. I don't really want to bring, bring politics into this, but maybe this is the way for humans or the humans to actually unite and actually bring a longer prosperity and longer peace in the long term. Because it's always been bubbling away for so long. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I, I really believe that links into the first reading. But then the, the Bible reading with the transfiguration, the transformation. Mm -hmm. I actually really like the Bible now. Yeah. Whenever I have difficult moments where I need to make a choice, I always go to the Bible and I just randomly open a page. 
then God will always have an answer for me. And I believe the Bible is actually um, a way to look a, a guide in actually how to become more like Christ. And in time, when you live by God's word, it will actually really bring you peace. And in that, it will give you so much long-term prosperity that you will be able to bring peace. Um, and in a way, answer my long-term question, how do you carry the cross of your sins? I never understood that. Sunday school always said that to me. I was like, oh my God. But now, now that I'm older, I actually understand that. By trying to become more like God-like, you bring peace to others. And by bringing peaceful solutions to others, you elevate the whole humanity. And I believe that's, yeah. I hopefully have kind of answered that transfiguration um, question on how to be more like God. Yeah, thank you, Jenny. So beautiful. You know, the little transfigurations in life that happen, no? Uh, yeah. I, I guess it's so beautiful what you said. You, you start with the word of God. Yeah, and it's just simple things. Like every day, if you try not to, for me, if I don't try to burst into a ball of flames and be angry at people, then it's already helping God. <laughs> so it, it's not small. It doesn't have to be big. And everybody used to, when I go to Sunday school, they used to ask me questions. I'm like, oh my God, I have to think of this like whole big solution to the world's problems. But actually it's not. Actually every little bit really helps. Yes. And that's what I firmly believe in. Mm -mm. Small steps, no. Even uh, what what you mentioned, the big picture now in Ukraine, it's true. It's so sad. It's so depressing, but you also see a lot of solidarity. It's like it's really like a test of uh, how how far we have gone in our solidarity, or are we mm. still indifferent? Yeah. And you see that even the Russian mothers. Now I was reading the Russian mothers who are now. Uh, protesting because they did not even know that their sons were going to war. They mm. thought it was a military exercise. So they st they now start to speak up, you know, and protest. So it's there. There's a raising of sensibility. Uh, that that we we're saying we are our citizenship is in heaven. It's not just on this earth, you no. Know? Yeah. We have learned gospel values that we need to learn. We, we need to practice, exercise, apply. You know? Derma would like to say something also. Thank you for that, Jenny. Yeah? So. Thank you, Sister Hello. Uh, I just would like to thank you for sharing that. Uh, mm -hmm. the, what Pope said about uh, not to be not to stop doing good yes. last time i was really very I down because i had so many things to do and then these telephone calls because i was the one who was holding the hotline for the office last time and oh many calls many positive sometimes i get so nervous wow where are you how can i help you something mom i'm positive huh where are you like that so i, I really do not know what to do and i just prayed Lord, give me your words so I can I can console these people, even just consolation for them because I cannot do otherwise. I cannot give them my house. I cannot everything. Mm -hmm. Although we can give them something, but you know what they need is really the the isolation place. So I was really like uh, I was really enlightened. I was really inspired. So I continued going. Thank you so much, sister. And also for this reading, the transfiguration I shared with Jenny. Uh, yeah, I had also the same experience that when I pray, when sometimes when we pray, we want to 
Tomorrow agad, Lord. <laughs> I want an answer tomorrow, Lord. Please. Or But, now. Or Immediately. Now. <laughs> Immediately. But yeah, in my life, when I was 16, I graduated high school. I, 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 I wanted to become a DH immediately so I can help my parents because uh, our family is poor. But when all the applications were denied, so what happened? So I just continue with my life. And then I realized 26 years later, mm-hmm. he, he gave me the answer. He did not want me to be a DH. He wants me to help the DH, <laughs> which is why he assigned me at Polo. I just realized just, just this one. Oh, really? That was the answer. <laughs> okay, so I'm so happy about that. So, so meaning really is not uh, God's time is really always on time, not delayed, not just like what just the right said. time no the perfect it's time it's always the right time and the perfect time because if i was a dh then i will be the one asking for help but <laughs> now because i'm old i can help them because of my yes, already experience yes. in everything so that's what god wants me to do and the third thing sister is i'm so happy because mm. i wonder why when i start to pray at the middle of my prayer my hiccups come <laughs> <laughs> One after another, why do I feel so sleepy every time I pray? <laughs> Lord, I, I have to fight my, uh, this, I know this, the hiccup, I will close my mouth. Then there was even one time, Lord, excuse me, I really have to lie down because I was praying in the house and I, it was about Ukraine. Please, Ukraine, you know, you want God to, Lord, you are great. You are great. Please do something. Let your angels, something like that. I was praying like that. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. so some, some heavy burden. So I said, Lord, excuse me, I, I have to nap for a while because it's very heavy. <laughs> Then after, when I woke up, something like enlightening the, I, I I can see it in my vision that there are angels that go, oh, thank you, Lord. Maybe you make me rest first before I, I can pray. <laughs> Because you're so, so tense. <laughs> yeah. so tense. Lord, Ukraine, please let your angels go down. Uh, my St. Michael, Dark Angel, I called all the angels already. <laughs> That's it, sister. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes in our anxiety, you know, yeah. we even make the Lord anxious. <laughs> Instead of Him giving us peace, you know, He ends yeah. up with our anxieties and nervousness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exchange roles. No, really, uh, seriously, just this lunchtime, because um, I am also, I have the, the, the grace to be able to connect, connect with one of our sisters in Ukraine, you know, Sister Paulina. And she said, she in, in FB Messenger, she said, it's uh, 6.25 here now, but it's 30 minutes that we are in the basement because there's a lot of alarms, sirens for the bombings. No? But actually said, no bomb has ever really uh, exploded here. We're in Kimilski. Kimilski is in the uh, western, central, but western part. You know, the, all the things that are happening now is more on the east. No? Of course, uh, There, there is a lot of prayer there. And beautifully, it's not just Catholics praying. Huh? Uh, when she was telling, they were telling the story that the ones that they house, the refugees in our house in Ukraine now, are Orthodox. And sometimes, Orthodox uh, Christians, no? But, and sometimes when they do not know anymore what to talk about, they do catechism. 
And <laughs> like the whole, that uh, Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, they were all in the basement hiding. But then they started talking about Ash Wednesday, the ashes, because the Orthodox don't have this. Yes. Our the start of uh, our our Ash uh, Lenten season is with uh, Ash Wednesday, but they don't have that. No, we have differences. We believe in Christ the same way we have all the gospel, but we have different practices. But this, uh, what is happening now, has brought them together. No, so uh, in in more ways than one, there are also uh, beautiful things happening. No, of people coming together. Of course, the drama of death, the trauma of their children, that remains. No? But there is also a lot of solidarity happening no? in different levels. So we thank the Lord for that. We said always the, the transfiguration, the, the reading that we have today, is happening with the backdrop of the suffering of Christ. No? But it's not complete. The suffering, the death, that is not the last uh, word of the story. The last word is the resurrection. Our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah? So if we can uh, pass on that message to the others, and uh, really what tiny bit of light we can share, no? we have to. That is now our responsibility. One of the jokes we were having with uh, fellow sisters, Sister Cora is the in charge of our isolation center now in Ching Yi, no? She said, uh, she was scolding one person because she said, you know why you are so, uh, what is that? You know why you are positive? Positive in COVID. No, you know why you are positive? Because you are so negative. You know, you are so negative in thinking, you know? So that's why you are positive in COVID because you spend your life, your energies in, in negative thinking. So start to change that. That is the transfiguration for you. So stop being negative so that you will not be positive. So anyway, uh, you know what I mean. So maybe uh, with that, uh, we will end with our beautiful psalm. Okay. I guess we asked uh, Anne, no? Let or Sister Leonila would like to share something. Do you have anything there to share? What is going on there in, in the other part of the world? Just would like to say that our faith, our experience with God in prayer, mm -hmm. or in even in daily events of our life, or, or our call, like for us religious you know, sisters, our call, God's choice of us or for us, mm -hmm. our vocation. It's not really for ourselves, yes. but it is for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is uh, uh, one reflection that I have because like for the three disciples who are, who, who are with Jesus, mm -hmm. they had this experience, the beautiful experience of the transfiguration. But, and they wanted to stay, to stay on, the, on top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. But no, Jesus uh, urged them or to go down, to bring the experience to others. So it is also for us. Everybody, everyone who has the call of God, who has the experience of God, is for others, not for ourselves. Yes. Yeah, and, and also one sharing of the sleep. When I was a novice in, in adoration, I was so sleepy. And then, so in order not to sleep, I stood up, you know, for adoration, I was standing. But, you know, God... 
brought me to a deep sleep for five minutes. And after that, when I woke up five minutes, they standing, sleeping. I was, was like very much rested. And I could pray well, better. Because he said that God works in sleep. So he rejuvenated me while I was there standing, sleeping. So that is how God works in our life. Yes, in little and big things, no. Yeah. So just give in to your sleep, rest a while, no, and then after that you will be more prepared and ready to listen, listen to him. Okay, you're not distracted anymore with your sleep. Okay, uh, thank maybe, you, thank you, thank you, Sister Yunila. So maybe one last thing is is uh, that somebody said. It's so interesting this reading, no? Because you have the image of Christ change, no? The the command the what the command should be look to Him, no? Because He has changed. He became this dazzling white, you know. His face changed, and yet the command at the end of the story is not look to Him or gaze at Him, but listen to Him. Listen to Him. To his message. I mean, go beyond because we are people who are, you know, very more prone to superficiality. Just look at the appearances. But no, reality is deeper. That's why reality is very challenging. No? Listen to him, listen to what he is telling you, no, even in the events of, the, of your life. Okay. Listen to the circumstances. Of course, we said, listen first to his word, but then there's also life that speaks, no? And as Sister Yunila was just saying, even in your sleep, no, God is there speaking. So listen to him. And that could be also our resolution for this week, no? As we seek to be transfigured, to be transformed, now we also open the the ears of our heart you know, so that we may always listen and then seek the light that the Lord is giving us so that we can share it with others. Our life, you know, the light that we receive is not just for us. We have to be light for others too. Okay, That is our mission. You know, that is the, that's why the transfiguration story is the model for the consecrated life. Now, our our life as a religious, no? the, the nuns especially, we are uh, celebrating always February 2. February 2 is the presentation of the Lord as the light of the world. No? That is our feast. And this is the, also the, the symbol of our life. So with that, uh, we thank those who are also present here, but who did not speak. Maria Fe and uh, Patrick spoke with the gospel. No? So we will pray now the, uh, the psalm, the beautiful psalm of light. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid of? Hear, O Lord, the sound of my call. Have pity on me and answer me. Of you my heart speaks, you my glance seeks. Your presence, O Lord, I seek. Hide not your face from me. 
Do not in anger repel your servant. You are my helper. Cast me not off. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. The Lord, the Lord is, is my light and my salvation. In the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.